Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, talks picking it up, let's go. Who the hell is he anyway, he never really talks much, never concerned with status, but still even in starstruck, humble through opportunity. On the road, and, and it's obviously the noise, which we hope is our advantage uh, on Saturday morning. Uh, when you're trying to develop kids that haven't played much ball, especially offensively, where you know you're, you're trying to um, um, build some confidence and some guys that haven't played, and then you go into a venue like that where really all you're thinking about is can I hear the snap count, you know, and you're trying to grow from that and those things. So probably if we had a veteran uh, offensive line, uh, it might been it might have been a better stretch for us. I should have started this earlier so we could have gotten to the hook. But anyway, welcome into the zone. Home sweet home for Arkansas this week after many weeks away. Appreciate you tuning in today. We're back in the studio. Christian's off the remainder of the week. Todd Pierce is in today. So if you call 661-1037, you will hear his sweet pipes first thing today. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Todd. Glad you could join us today. Anyway, I'm sure Arkansas is happy to be back in Fayetteville. Hopefully, uh, hopefully another way around up there. It's been a while. Like the Razorbacks, we're back home after a long Long road trip. Yeah, not on first time in the studio and six shows, seven shows. We were on all last week and then uh, yesterday. So yeah, I could. Uh, but I like being on the road. I'd rather be on the road uh, than be in studio. As much as I love the Oakland Razor Casino Resort Studio, I like to take it with us. Anyway, we've got a uh, fun show today. Busy show. Clint Conk coming up bottom of the hour. We'll talk to him. And he's brought to you by our friends at Farm Brothers Flying Service. We've also got I Did Not See That Coming. Brought to you by Business World, the TDSIT company. Businessworld.net. Zach Williams, thanks defense brokers, will join us. Defensive line doing their part the other day. Specifically, Landon Jackson, the defensive co-defensive player of the week in the SEC. I guess he needed to have like three interceptions, a fumble recovery, and uh, drive the bus for them to give him the exclusive there, but that's okay. Pat Bradley will join us thanks to River City Flooring. He's headed to SEC Media Days today. Razorback basketball and the rest of the league will be featured tomorrow and Thursday. Men's first day and then women. John Neighbors will be there for us. We appreciate John and uh, got to thank uh, our sponsor, First Security Bank. Appreciate them. Eli Craner, thanks to Jackalope Cycling at 11.45 and whatever else we can get into today. So there you go. Sing it, boys. I do have a Tommy Lee story today, actually, as part of the entertainment news. Tommy Lee was not very good to himself. A couple of things here. We're not going to make it the question of the day today, but today is National Pasta Day. I've got a few numbers for you here I want to share. We could ask what people's favorite spaghetti or their favorite pasta is. Spaghetti's a pasta, but... Um, Number one on this list here. Spaghetti's number one, 33%. I don't eat much spaghetti. Almost never. I almost never order spaghetti. What do you get? A short noodle, usually penne or rigatoni or uh, something creative like lasagna or uh, cannelloni or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't eat much spaghetti. It's very dangerous, you know? Like, if you're, especially if you're wearing a light-colored shirt, you're asking for trouble. Todd, am I right? Absolutely. Am I, am I crazy here? No. Thank you. Um, I'm with you on the rigatoni, by the way. Yeah, rigs are good, babe. I love rigs. I like penne. It's fine. Tortellini's good. You know, that's probably the thing I eat the least, but I love cheese stuff with tortellini. It's good. 
I like a, I like a ravioli. I like a manicotti. Absolutely. Like them all. Yep. I'll make manicotti this weekend, as a matter of fact. Anyway, um, we could ask that as a question. Spaghetti, penne. I mean, macaroni is going to be way up there just because of macaroni and cheese. But I think from like Italian style food, like I don't know if that's way up there or not. I don't eat much mac and cheese either, but I like it. Uh, favorite sauce? Alfredo. Is it? Mm-hmm. You're in the minority there. Not the minority, but you're not at the... fifty. Red sauce is obviously number one, 52%. Mm-hmm. But Alfredo actually got more than I thought. Pesto's 4%. I like Alfredo a lot, too. It's not very healthy, but it's good for It's good. It's not good for you, but it's good. I like a lot of things that aren't good for you. Uh, what Do you guys use a spoon to eat your spaghetti? Yes or no? Occasionally, I will, yes. Why occasionally? Why wouldn't you do it all the time or never? I just... Sometimes I think about it. Sometimes I don't. Huh. I would be in the never category. Ever. I've never used a spoon to eat spaghetti. Never, ever. No. I'm with you. Not me either. I don't twirl. At least not with a sp- spoon. Um, 75% say they have it at least once a week. It is an easy one. It's versatile. I like... Eat more uh, pasta or rice? If you're going starch. Probably rice. Yeah. I probably eat more rice than I do pasta. You're both wrong. Okay. Bad bad move, boys. Get it together. It is Arkansas. Yeah, that's true. Well, I I would say ten times more pasta than I do rice, probably. Okay, uh, last night, and I should open on this, honestly, like we're talking about the Razorbacks, but more relevant last night was the fact that the Cowboys won their must-win game and the Rangers knocked off the uh, Astros. That's why Christian's not here today. He's been weeping all night long. And I don't think he's going to show his face probably the rest of the week because he's so upset about the way things are going in the ALCS. And Wes is over here riding high on the hall. He's going to be intolerable for the next few days, Todd, so just get ready. I'll, I'll, I'll consider myself warned. The Cowboys had to win last night. They had to win last night. They could not afford to dig themselves any more of a hole. It just felt like it was a no-brainer to me that they would find a way. And it wasn't the easiest game by any stretch of the imagination. Not everything went, you know, extremely well, but it was good enough. Dak used his feet pretty well, mm-hmm. and uh, defense was good enough. Late pick to mm-hmm. secure the victory. Got a sack finally at the end. Mm-hmm. How did he hold Micah Parsons out all game? That's crazy. Well, there was, they knew where he was at all times. There was one play they highlighted last night. Three guys. The tight end chipped him for, you know, a second. Left tackle took over, or the right tackle took over, and then here comes the right guard. Three guys were uh, made sure that they were guarding Parsons. Well, he beat a double team to get the one sack he did get, and they didn't do a very good job of double teaming him. That's for sure. Um, it sounded a little bit like this. Some of it. Go for it. That keeps up the middle. Touchdown, Cowboys. First sack of the night. Herbert gets rid of it, and he's picked. Intercepted by the Cowboys. The catch is good. I'm sure the numbers are to the contrary. I just don't believe in Justin Herbert. Well, he now leads the NFL in the last like decade. He, he and Matt Wright, or, uh, Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, had the most interceptions in the fourth quarter and overtime. There you go. I Matt, mean, that they put up this stat last Matt night. Ryan plays a, played a lot longer than he did. Yeah. They put up a stat that uh, Herbert had the most fourth-quarter comeback wins and overtime wins in, in the last, you know, however many years. Uh, but then they also talk about the number of interceptions. So, uh, which is it? Uh, he, he's not very good in close games, and neither are the Chargers in close games. And that's all they play It's close games. And that's their, that's their problem. You look at that team, and you're like, why aren't they better? I mean, the talent that they have, offense, defense, I mean, that's a good team. I got to go to coaching. Last night, they didn't look like... Now, the Cowboys, that's a whole different story. Mm. But the Chargers didn't look like a well-coached team at all. There was a lot of pressure on Mike McCarthy last night, yeah? Yeah. Well, especially as the offensive coordinator, the right. play caller. After you boot your guy, now he's in... You're going to Kellen LA. Moore. Yeah, head-to-head. Yeah. And McCarthy is... He said it. He wants to run the ball. And the quote is, so he can rest his defense. He wants to speed up a game, limit the number of possessions each team has. And last night, he seemed hard-headed about running the ball. They kept running it, running it, running it. And they were getting zero movement out of the offensive line. And Pollard's numbers last night were terrible. It was like 18 for 36. Mm. It was like two yards a carry. Just couldn't get anything going, but he stuck with it. And you can go back, he can say, hey, it worked, right? 
we we rested our defense. They were ready when it mattered at the end, and we got the W. But offensively, there's just something missing with this team. They're not clicking, and it's a struggle. And part of it is the penalties, and the crew last night I thought was very nitpicky. 20 penalties called last night. Mm. And, the, the, you know, when you're constantly uh, stopping play and, and behind the chains, it just wasn't a well-played game either side. Pollard, six receptions for 80 yards, 15 carries for 30 yards. Dak, seven for 40. He was their leading rusher. 5.7 yards a carry for him in that touchdown of 18 yards. CeeDee Lamb, 7 for 117. I should have played Brandon Cooks last night. He had four catches. And, and a, a touchdown. touchdown. First one of the year. Yeah, should have used him. Uh, I had him on the bench. They need to use him more. Uh, they, I agree. They, they went to Gallup. I think uh, the number is 10 times. He was, uh, I don't know. Yep, 10 targets, three mm, catches. Yeah, three that's for not, 10. That's not very good. Yeah, let's spread that to... to Cooks and into uh, getting De- or Des get CD Lamb some more. CD seven targets, CD seven, seven catches. catches. Pollard seven targets, six catches. What about Cooks? Cooks uh, four four. Yeah, good point. All right, I'm not an offensive coordinator, neither is West, but I think we can uh, agree that that's well. The numbers don't obvious. lie, right? Not usually. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. But speaking of Pat Bradley, he will join us later. Let me get JW in here. We uh, had to uh, had to run him off yesterday because he wouldn't answer my question. But he's back now. What's up, buddy? Well, I didn't really understand it, and I had something else on my mind. I didn't have time. That's because you don't listen, and you're very self centered, and it bothers me. And I all I do is ask you to answer one question. It was very straightforward. JW, I love you, but listen, everybody there yesterday that was standing there, I had 20 people at the Little Rock Touchdown Club who were all answering the question the same exact way, and you were the only one that didn't want to because you were being belligerent. I had, no, well, I couldn't, I didn't, well, that's yesterday. I was in a different state of mind. All right, let's move on. Let's let's move on. Okay. So yesterday on Trey Vitti, if I was wrong, I was wrong, I admit it. So, all right, so yesterday on drive time, Trey Vitti was on there, and they had a guy on there that had some stats that kind of blew me away. And I want to get your thoughts. I'm not saying anything. I'm just asking you guys if there a question. Did you know that Chad Morris's offenses were better than what's going on right now? And I'm gonna, the question is, is a win is a win and a loss is a loss. We are winless in the SEC. We have two wins. Well, we have what I just I don't understand why we're not comparing apples to apples here. What what's the difference between Chad Morris's team and Pittman's team when the offense was better under Chad Morris? Mm-hmm. But the team and is... the guy that was and Trey Bidia, he he's like yeah I can't argue with him. But so the, you can I go ahead. The, the, the team is better under Sam Pittman. Are, are we are we are we going for wins or better teams here? What what are we doing? Well, they're neither neither team. Game. You're well, no, you you just neither team was winning a lot, but the team is better and more competitive under Sam. But Pittman. we're not talking. We're we're talking on different levels of. All I hear is the difference is is he's not lost the team. When you start losing this many games, you're going to start losing. I just don't understand why we don't compare apples to apples. Well, we have to wait and see if he loses well, the team. He hasn't lost the team yet. They're still yeah. fighting hard every week. And when you, let's compare but apples to apples. Chad Arkansas Morrison, has been playing. Hang on, JW. JW, you got to listen. When we too. compare apples to apples, Arkansas has been playing some of the best teams in the SEC. Right? The the, le- the lesser thans are coming up. I think you need to have this conversation when the season's over. And I would agree with you if they finish the season and the offense still stinks and and they don't get any SEC wins, then there's a problem and we need to have this discussion. But you're wanting to have a discussion halfway through the year, and and it's been up against the, the you, toughest Wes. part of the you schedule. You said it. You said it, buddy. You said it, Wes. We were talking halfway before the season was over about Chad Moore's. So why do you not compare Pim in the same way? Because Chad Morris had lost the team, man. and they were losing games by 30 points, and there was nobody going to the game. It was obvious the team had quit and the fans had quit on Chad Morris. That's not happening right now. So all we're playing for is a good team and keeping it together because they're going to get better next week. That line's going to get better next week. I believe it. Give Eno some five more games. He'll have it ready, guys. Y'all be prepared. JW needs to quit watching. He's already given up. He has. He's given up on this team, and it's just making him matter each week. He just needs to quit watching and move on to something else. Here's the deal. If you can't understand the difference between Chad Morris's era and what's happening with Sam Pittman, then I can't explain it to you. It's so obvious, I can't even begin to explain it to you. 
And two wins are not exactly the same, to your point. They're not losing by 30. And I'm not accepting of it. Two wins still sucks. But if you don't see that these are completely different situations, then I can't help you. We're reasonable people. Sometimes. This team that's playing right now, would it beat the Chad Morris teams? To death. Thank you. That's it. All right. It's a much better team. By the way, their offense does stink. Arkansas is 116th in the country in offense. I'm tired of watching bad offensive football. Here's some From good the news. Razorbacks to the Cowboys, they're both struggling. Mississippi State's giving up 400 yards a game. Let's see how it goes this week. Rebecca! Good morning, gentlemen. Wes, I was so happy your team won last night. I was actually rooting for them, believe Thank it or not. You. Wait, husband, which team? I'm sorry, not to sound really cocky. Which team were you talking about? The Rangers or the Cowboys? Both- I was rooting for both of them, but I had to. I, I wasn't able to see the baseball game because I had to work. But I got home in time to watch the Cowboys, and it looked bad for a while. I was like, "Gee, maybe my one friend. I have a friend who's a Patriots fan. Every time I root for them to win, he's like, quit doing that because hmm. they always lose when you root for them.' So I was worried at first. But I was. I mean, obviously, I want to root for the Cowboys because y'all were playing a division rival, but. He, he, my husband said I need to record you saying "Go Cowboys." And how about them boys? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad but we could was, help out your Chiefs last night. I'm glad you could too. And I was, I'm. You're right. It was an ugly game, but being a Chiefs fan, because we have had some ugly wins, so I was used to ugly football. But like I told one of my friends who is a Cowboys fan, a W is a W, no matter how you get it. A W is a W, and I was happy for y'all. And there were a lot of penalties. And could you explain the one? Because I'm still confused about that punt. Weren't they interfering? Didn't he call for a fair catch? And they interfered with him getting that fair catch? Yeah, so Rebecca, why did it notice? I don't know. I thought they blew that call. Not only did the guy that touched the ball get pushed into it, but hands to the face. I mean, the guy was both exactly. hands into his face and pushed him into the ball. How is that not a penalty? I, I don't I didn't understand you. that. That's what I was yelling at the TV. I said, how is this not right? Come on, why are they not? This was a fair catch he called, and they got a penalty, and they're still giving the ball to the Chargers. Give me a break. Come on, people. But I was happy it all worked out, and I was happy for your Rangers, and I hope they win it at home, and y'all don't have to come back to Houston. Y'all have a great day. Love the show. Forget J.W. He if he don't understand by now, it's a difference. He's never going to understand. Y'all have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. The uh, Phillies won as well last night in game one of the NLCS, and they started off in a way that I have seen before, and we will talk about that a little bit later in the show. We also have some other items of note in the world of college football. Todd Pierce again in for Christian. Maybe we squeeze one more call in here, depending on who it is. <laughs> Michael from Whitehall. Okay, I can I can live with that. Michael, welcome. Hey, welcome, welcome. Um, I got Thank you. I don't understand uh, the expectations. If you go down to Watley get Chevrolet and buy a Corvette on the way home, you realize it won't go but fifty-five miles an hour. Mm-hmm. You got a reason to be upset, right? But you didn't buy a Corvette. You bought a Kia. Mm. Okay, a Kia is a good car, but it it it's not going to go zero to sixty in three point two seconds. Mm. Sam Pittman never been a head coach especially in the SEC, um, considering what he's done, he hadn't done that bad. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough, dis- you know, the SEC's tough. I can't argue with that. Uh, I can hear Michael. I mean, I can hear uh, JW. Not that bad is not good enough. And I get that. That's fine. I understand the frustration, but again, you have to step back into the world of reality and a little bit more reasonable. And he doesn't want to do that. He's trying to compare it to Chad Morris. Stop it. Ain't enough lime here for you to shine here. There were many women, but cheap down spit. And I'm bigger than the city lights down at Times Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UCA Bear fans, you can hear every game live on our sister station, The Point 94.1. Go purple, go gray, go UCA on The Point 94.1. This 
Texas Sports Center. Well, Monday night was a big night for fans in the Dallas Metroplex. Not only did the Texas Rangers take a 2-0 lead in the American League Championship Series, but the Dallas Cowboys picked up a win on Monday night football. Dak Prescott went 21 of 30 passing for 272 yards, throwing for a touchdown and running for another as the Cowboys beat the Los Angeles Chargers 20-17. Brandon Aubrey hit a 39-yard field goal with just over two minutes left to give the Cowboys the win. Turning to basketball, the Associated Press released its preseason men's poll on Monday. The Arkansas Razorbacks find themselves at number 14 in the poll. The Razorbacks are one of five SEC teams ranked in the preseason poll. Tennessee is the highest of them, sitting at number nine. I'm Todd Pierce for the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. The vehicle you'd buy if money was no object? Cadillac Escalade. With cash in hand, you'd still wait months to buy an Escalade and probably pay thousands over sticker price. Don't wait to buy your dream car because you can win one this month from Saracen Casino and or Cadillac. Yes, win a luxurious Cadillac Escalade ESV only at Saracen Casino. Saracen is Little Rock's closest place to play. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies, and the biggest Halloween party is right around the corner. Saturday, October 28th, break out the costume, get ready to throw down. Brewskies is going to be the place to party with karaoke in the bar, and dude call Rob spinning all your favorite jams down in the basement till 2 a.m. VIP sections and bottle service, email brewskiespubandgrub.com. Halloween, Saturday night, October the 28th, come celebrate at Brewskies. Again, Brewskies. Pubandgrub.com. It's Brewski's. You're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in Whitehall. You're back in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the zone. To get into the show, call or text 661-1037. Now, let's see what Justin and Wes have to say on the Buzz Radio Network. The ones that hate me the most look just like me. You tell me what that means. Make a slick comment and see what that brings. I've seen it go down. We can reenact things. Extreme like BMXing. These boys f***ing they BMXing. People in the city see the movement occurring and say, my God. I wanna be in that scene. Ray, you wanna be in this scene. She had the video trying to be in this scene. Used to fantasize about being this scene. Bluegrass girl, but she got big dreams. Can't touch me, I got instincts. Locked in the house, but I'm plotting things. I brought a gang to the party with me. Five white boys, but they not in sync. What y'all think? Everything that you say about me. My dogs like to play Madden in 2K, but one thing they don't do is play about me. My homeboy Tyler, he playing South Beach. He told me this summer he gon' fix my jumper. I told Boy Wonder that we might got a thumper. I've been trying to pop, now I'm on like Shumper. Now they on my bumper. Green room chock full of all my comforts. Hotel room like heaven on earth. Got angels. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. <laughs> Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. Not as the HC, though, right? Oh, that's right. The OC. Yeah. All right, 1029. Bonus coverage with Clint Conk in the break. <laughs> How are you? Oh, doing great. Well, fall has arrived. Oh, man, thank God. Oh, man, it looks Although, awesome. Although, it's funny, right, as we get starting getting the flow of it, and it's like, it's going to be 80 degrees all week. So. Yeah. Today's well, the last cool day all week, I think. Wes, I didn't realize this. This is week eight of the high school football oh. season. It's just flown now, I know by. we're going to start with Arkansas, but it's week eight. 
I mean, it just blows my mind. It is. Anyway. It's going fast. You've got a couple weeks before the playoffs start. So That's right. It'll yeah. be here before you know it. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about uh, last week. Look, we all are eating crow this week, and I wish Arkansas had one. I'd love to eat like a buffet of crow for the rest of the week, but I'm only going to eat a little bit because, I mean, at the end of the day, they lost the game. Now, they easily covered the number, and they were a lot more competitive than most of us expected. And going into the halftime break, things looked like they were going to get ugly in the second half. It did not work out that way. So kudos to Arkansas, but again, another lost coach and a five-game losing streak. Yeah, you know, I was pretty negative and been pretty negative the last couple of weeks. But, you know, you got to give credit to the coaching staff and to the players. I mean, uh, they pulled up their bootstrap in the second half, and they made it a highly competitive game with an opportunity to win. At, at the end of the day, there are no more victories in the Southeastern Conference. I get that. Uh, but I think everybody, pretty much including myself, written this off as a loss, but they put themselves in a position uh, to you know, try to steal one. It just didn't work out. But, right. You know, credit to the coaches and the players at that point. But, and we were talking off air too, Wes and, and Justin. This stretch of football right here that Arkansas has played, the opponents. I mean, is it not one of the toughest schedules in college football? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. So now you get into more 50 50 games, manageable games. But, uh, and first of all, Cam Little is a stud. Right. I mean, straight up stud. Made himself a bunch of money. Landon Jackson made himself a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the left, two left tackles at Alabama probably need a welfare check this week because mm-hmm. they got abused by by Landon. Um, but here's the thing that I notice: if you look at Florida with Pearsall, you look at LSU with uh, Neighbors, you look at Alabama with Burton, and of course Bowers. You know he's hurt now, but at, at Georgia. Arkansas just does not have that legitimate, consistent, go-to playmaker. Now, they're trying to make Armstrong, like Wes said, that guy, but they just don't have that consistent, go-to playmaker uh, that can get a chunk play or critical third down, and and uh, they're still developing that. And that's a negative with the transfer portal is you got a bunch of new receivers experienced quarterback, and they're still not quite on the same page. They targeted the tight ends twice. They both had catches over 20 yards. Yep. To me, that's what you got to ride. And again, it's a little safer, easier play for a quarterback. One hundred percent, yeah, um, yeah. And, and and everything is magnified when you're playing LSU and Alabama and you know Ole Miss. I mean, just tough football teams week in and week out, and um, they just hadn't been able to get over the hump. And sometimes you know winning is contagious, but so is losing. Yeah. And and uh, they seem to be in that spiral right now. But the good news is they're at home finally. And uh, here's one of those, you know, 50-50, 60-40 games that they're involved with. Uh, Mississippi State coming off a win last week, but they got to come to Fayetteville. Uh, you like to think that the Razorbacks are in a good spot here to get that first SEC win. If Arkansas had beaten BYU, and then they did what they've done, which is basically three super competitive games and a game against A&M that was, you know, right. they didn't play particularly well in, you'd feel pretty good going into this stretch, wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't know about pretty good, but I mean, serve would have been held. You know, pretty basically, much. yeah, pretty much serve would have been held. You because know? we would have figured they were going to get thumped in at least a game or two of those, and they really yeah. didn't. Nope. It, yeah. Their worst loss was twelve points in that stretch. Was that thirty four twenty two? Yeah. Yeah, the A and M game, and like we've talked about, Armstrong dropped a pass in the end zone in the third quarter that would have tied the game right after halftime. Right after you had a pick six, then you get a fumble recovery, and momentum would have been on your side. I would love to see what would have happened if he makes that catch. Coach, we get so caught up in results, but there's more to the story. You yes. know, like I was looking at a team like Southeast Louisiana today. Okay, I don't know, there's nobody around here paying any attention. You know why they're zero and seven? They're zero and seven. But they have played every game within like seven points. I mean, to me, they're playing to a decent standard. They're just not finding ways to win, and that's Arkansas. That's Arkansas in a nutshell. They're playing good football largely, even though the offense is struggling. Overall, as a football team, they're playing pretty good ball. We were talking about identity yesterday. What's our identity? Solid defense and really good special teams, right? Really good special teams, yeah. And uh, it was good to see uh, Santagia. Satania? Uh, Satania, yeah. Uh, uh, get involved with the offense. And mm-hmm. uh, but that was a tough catch, by the way. That yeah. thing was coming at Mach 5. But We've all been trying to figure out why he's not been utilized a little bit more, but here we are. The irony is they say he doesn't catch the ball well in practice. And that catch he made in the end zone was as tough Incredibly as they Incredibly difficult. He actually caught it behind his eyes. You know, it was coming in, you know, so hot. But, yeah, I mean, if you look at the body of work, particularly on defense, it's been pretty good. Now, they're a disaster right now on the back end with injuries and new faces and communication. But I heard the previous call, and I don't know who that was that called in about the Chad Morris era. There's no comparison to the preparedness and the competitiveness of this team 
and and I know Chad, and and I was a defender of Chad for a long time. But this football team is much more competitive, much more prepared. Uh, it's better from A to Z on the roster than it was during that era. It's easy to compare the you know the losses and that kind of thing. But some of the Morris teams would not have been competitive in this four or five week stretch that we're right. talking about. Chad uh, uh, Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman has put his team, and they still believe. Uh, in a position to win uh, in most of these games here over the last month or so. They just hadn't been able to get over the hump. And I think that's where that one consistent playmaker, a little bit more of a running game, could help this team get over the hump. They just hadn't been able to do it. So uh, Mississippi State, excuse me, not Ole Miss, Mississippi State is giving about 400 yards a game. This is an opportunity for Arkansas' offense not necessarily to shine, but at least to be a little more productive maybe, yeah? Maybe, yeah. Um, So... What I've seen of them, uh, Kevin Barbese, the offensive coordinator there, he was on my staff for a period of time at, at Stephen F. Austin. Uh, they're about to run him out of Starkville. But what they've done, <laughs> they've, they've taken Will Rogers and most of that skill set and gone from a air raid to more of a traditional offense. And that takes time. And uh, Rogers is is trying to adjust to that. That's why their offensive prowess has not been what we've seen in the past. They've gone to more of a traditional offense, less air raid, and that's just a transition that takes time to do. And now, they still have dudes, though. They've got a running back. They've got long kids on defense. They're usually very physical up front. Uh, it's not like we can, you know, check this box that Arkansas is going to get a win because, I mean, they're just as desperate for an SEC win as well. They were struggling so much on offense. They started bringing in the backup quarterback, and he's a, yeah. a fast-twitch guy, quick guy, more of a running quarterback. Yeah. And Rodgers is hurt. They don't know if he's going to play this right. week. Coach Pittman talked about that, yep. that they're not even sure who to prepare for, so they're going to prepare for both. That offense seems to be Well, uh, it's different when the other kid's right in there, now. yeah, because now they're more zone read. He's more athletic. They mm-hmm. want to get him on the perimeter and that kind of thing. But, uh, I mean, they've got quality, stable running backs. I mean, they're big. They're physical. I mean, they look like an SEC football team. They've had a tough stretch. Uh, I was just in Mississippi and literally – not even through year one, they're ready to burn the whole thing down and start over. And that's just fans. We get spoiled with Leach. And, it, again, I, to me, I was not real confident in this team. It felt like uh, – and, again, it's an awkward thing. I mean, you're not – we haven't seen this happen very often, thank God. Yep. But it's it felt a little bit like you were almost obligated to give the guy a crack at it, just to me. I never was overly confident. But, again, it's a hard transition no matter what the best the situation is. Well, given that situation, I think they wanted to try to keep the roster together. Sure. You know, that uh, Arnett was the coordinator on defense, and he had a good relationship with the football team. Well, as it turned out, he blew up the offensive staff and changed the, the system. I think that kind of shocked some people a little bit. But uh, they have not played as well as maybe they had hoped to, in the, you know, by prognostications or whatever. Um, but this is another team that's in transition. But they do go to Fayetteville, and um, I, I don't know if the Hogs are cover seven. Uh, I think that's the line. Seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, but but I do look. I, I would expect them to win this week if they can blow them out. And by that I mean a couple touchdowns or more. Right. I think it's going to change the attitude significantly in the fan base. Well, then who you got after that? Florida. You get an off, off week, week, and then, and then Florida, Florida. And Florida's coming off a tough game. Yep. Georgia. Yep. So, yeah. Um, How much does that bye week matter? That, to me, that's the only thing Mississippi State's got going for them right now. They've got a ton of injuries. They don't know about quarterback. They're, the running back you're talking about, he's hurt also, may not play. Defensively, they're struggling, but they're coming off of a bye yeah, week. Well, you got two weeks to heal up. I, I, bye weeks are very important. Um, it gives you an opportunity to heal, number one. It gives you an opportunity to do some self-reflection, some self-analysis on what you're doing in all three phases of the game. Um, develop some younger personnel that's having to play while resting some of your top-line guys a little bit. Uh, typically, I try to get two, maybe three days of work, but definitely two days of work with your front-line guys. The rest of the time, you're working with your younger down the road, your red shirts, your backups, but you're in the weight room. You've been on the road a lot, so you, know, you got classroom work. But but more importantly, you're in the training room, the weight room, the film room, and you're resting. Uh, and then you bring those guys back at the end of the week so they don't get too idle, knock the rust off, keep their conditioning where it is, and then you come back on Sunday and it's a fresh new week. So the open date is very important. Um, I, you know, if we were playing really really well and fairly healthy, I didn't like them because I wanted to keep going. Mm. Justin, we had a year where. Um, Dad Gummit, uh, uh, 2012 maybe we won the conference championship. 
we had an open week. Then we played Eastern Illinois. Jimmy Garoppolo came to Conway. Mm-hmm. We beat the brakes off of them. So next week's the playoffs. We get a bye. And then now we got to go to Georgia Southern the following week. And so we played like Should've won that one game, game in, in a month almost, you know, when you count the open dates. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then congratulations, you're a conference champion, mm-hmm. and you get to go to Statesboro, Georgia, and that didn't work out. But um, but the open dates didn't work well for me at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're playing well, you want to keep playing. But if you're not playing well or you beat up, you need that time to heal. We talked about that a lot with the baseball playoffs, and maybe it applies to football to some degree. But 100%. Because yeah. you can get a little rusty. Timing can get off and yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Arkansas State. And well, I guess you like Arkansas, Arkansas to win this week? I do. Okay. I do. All right. I do. Arkansas State home after a bye. Speaking of buys, yep. hosting a Coastal Carolina team that is not vintage, but this is their third straight road game, and they're coming off a road win at App State, which, again, it's not a vintage App State team either. But uh, we know about their quarterback who's been there forever, mm-hmm. McCall. And, yep. you know, Arkansas State's obviously shown some signs in their last couple of games. Didn't go too well at Troy, but a lot of teams are going to struggle over there. Well, the open date now, they've got a new quarterback, right, Rainer? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the freshman. So now they've got an opportunity to build the package even more around him again mindful of resting some players and getting some some dudes healthy um but go back to coastal carolina grayson mccall is not the same player i looked up last year he threw 24 touchdowns and two interceptions Hmm. i think this year he's thrown eight touchdowns and six or seven interceptions so we're not seeing the vintage coastal carolina um that uh, we remember from last year and previous years they're uh very average let's just say at that now they got to come on the road to arkansas state coming off uh, open week. I think this is a good spot for the uh, for the Red, almost said Indians for the Red Wolves. Um, <laughs> the thing I was going to mention too is Coastal had a midweek game last week. Um, I think against App State. Uh, so while they get a little more time. Yep. So you know the Red Wolves uh, had the whole week where Coastal had a, had a game to prepare for. I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday night. But uh, I think this is a good spot right here. Um, I know Coastal comes in maybe a double-digit favorite. I think it's ten and a half, maybe last yeah. ten and a half. Yeah, don't. Uh, uh, this is a good spot for the Red Wolves. I think coming off an open date and have two full weeks to prepare for this team, but two full weeks to continue to build around their young freshman quarterback. Okay. Um, Central Arkansas off this week, but real quick, a recap on the game they pulled out of the hat three weeks in a row. They found a way. Yeah, the Cardiac Bears, man, they're alive and well. If you want to see a good football team, it's in Conway. You won't get to see them this week, but. Uh, they're starting to stack some Division One wins now. I think that's four. Uh, they're 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 five and two, but overall, I think that's their fourth Division One win. Right. Kind of the magic number seven for postseason. I know they say six, but seven really is kind of the magic number based on your quality of schedule. Um, but a great win there again, late fourth quarter. Their go-to guy, Miles Butler, you know, had to break a tackle and and get in the end zone, you know, for the win and. Uh, if you've stuck around the last couple of weeks uh, for a UCA game, you've been you've been treated some great fourth quarter theatrics. And congratulations again to to Coach Brown and that staff. Uh, they were better on penalties. They only had five for the game, accepted penalties. Um, I know they want to get better there. Um, but after this week, they've got Tarleton State, I believe, at home. Then they go to North Alabama. It's going to come down to a game in Conway against Eastern Kentucky, who's been their nemesis. Uh, and then a road game against uh, Austin P, who I'm not completely sold on yet. But uh, those two tough games, I mean, you don't take anybody for granted, but those right. two games will determine the conference championship late in the year. I thought the uh, SFA game changed when uh, Kobe Carthel, their head coach, called the fake punt on fourth and ten from his own, like, 15-yard line, and it worked. And then their entire sideline, just it changed. It changed yeah. the game. I thought the game was over when they were punting. Yeah. And then when they got it, I was like, Wow. That, yeah. that took some uh, onions. Yeah, I did. What did you think of that? Uh, if you're going to fake a punt, do it when they don't expect it. Yeah. And uh, and that's, uh, that that's you know, I recruited Max Quick. Uh, yeah. Punter? Yeah, and he's like in his seventh year or something now. Yeah. But anyway, I didn't realize he could throw it the way he threw it. You know, it wasn't a great pass, but anyway. But um, here's the thing. Now, they opened the half with an onside kick. That didn't work. Yeah. Um, they did something else. uh Went for it on oh, fourth down. Yeah, it was absolutely dumb. Like on the thirty-two yard line or yeah. something. I called it. I called I'm, it. I'm uh, not criticizing my my, my replacement down there, yeah. but I, I thought that was that a was great bad. call on yeah. the fake punt. Very suspect uh, suspect calls. I think uh, a couple others down the line. But I called it coaching malpractice during the broadcast. I thought it was ridiculous. I don't know. I said this isn't PlayStation. You don't go for it. You're in the game. His defense is playing great. Idiotic. Yeah. Anyway, but um, a great, great win for the Bears, though. It was. Let's focus on that. That's right. I don't care about Kobe Keller. Anyway, let's talk about uh, the UAPB 
uh, Golden Lions coach. And again, it's been a it's been a you know some weeks they're showing like okay getting yeah, there yeah. coming, and then eh, some weeks not so much. This week back at home. Yeah, a little setback, I think, in the Hampton area last week. I really thought they would go to Itabina, play Mississippi Valley a little bit more competitively, and they, they really got blown out. And uh, um, big loss. Uh, tried to several different quarterbacks. Couldn't generate really much offense. Um, Valley threw it all over the place. Of course, they're very up-tempo. But that was a little bit of a surprise to me that they weren't more competitive in that game because the games leading up to that, they had played well. Now, maybe there's some injuries I'm not aware of, but yeah. – Get beat 42-17. 14, yeah. yeah it's Jerry Rice old. had three catches last week. Impressive. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but they got Alcorn State this week at home. There'll be a challenge. Alcorn's usually very athletic, very very physical, very good on defense. But they do have them at the bluff uh, this week. So uh, hopefully they can get well. Alcorn coming off a one-point uh, game a couple weeks ago. They're coming off a bye. So that will be a tough challenge for sure. Yeah, they sure. came from behind to beat Grambling. That's yep. right. Yep. Uh, okay, let's start about uh, Division Two, And we... I mean, look, I was kind of anticipating this. Not, no disrespect to OBU, but, I mean, Harding and home uh, and the way they got it rolling right now. But those are two really good teams, but Harding obviously established itself as the team in the state. I love Eli Craner, but I called my shot in August. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say it. No. Um, I, you know, Harding's great football team. Washtenaw's a great football team. Both great programs. I just looked at it early in the year. You're going to Searcy against a good team, and, and – uh, um, boy, Harding got after him. And uh, congratulations to Coach Simmons and that bunch. Uh, I'm sure y'all have him on later in the year. But uh, a great win. If he makes uh, the playoffs, we'll let him on. Yeah. Now, I'm kidding. He don't look now, him. though, and this has kind of gone under the radar. Southern Arkansas is 5-1 uh, and one or 6-1. and one. They host Harding this week in El Dorado. Mm-hmm. And um, You shouldn't let down game? I never know. Yeah. Uh, Southern's obviously playing good football. We haven't talked a bunch about them, mm-hmm. but don't look now. They got they've got Harding coming off a big high down there in El Dorado. I guess that's the Murphy Oil Bowl or whatever they call it down there. But uh, uh, boy, win there throws the whole thing up in the air. I don't know all the tiebreaker rules, but mm-hmm. uh, Henderson's pretty much out. Uh, so really. SAU is the last bastion to, and I'm sure Washtenaw's pulling for them. Yeah. Um, you know, all of a sudden we could wake up Sunday morning and have three teams sitting at the top of the GAC with one loss. I'm not predicting that. Thank you. I like Harding. Yeah. But don't look now. Yeah. Southern's playing some good really spot. good football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. yep. That's a good point. Yep. How about high school wise? Um, have you seen the Wilson kid play from CAC? They I have. Another barn burner last week. My gosh. And they lost. I know. Ryan Howard is... Come on, uh, Ryan. They're making every game interesting. I'll tell you what. It's 50, like a, it's like Colorado. Yeah. They're, yeah. Not, they're not getting any stops, but they're scoring a bunch. W- was Wilson on Instagram at halftime? I'm not sure. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Old, we old went Shadur Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. No, we went Shadur Wilson. We went... And, um, <laughs> Did you watch the Saturday Night Live skit? We're going to play it a little bit. Oh, my goodness. It's hilarious. <laughs> it was unbelievable. But anyway... Tough loss for CAC. Uh, yeah, um, Wilson's played phenomenal this year. We got a chance. Angel and I went and uh, sat with Ryan's dad, and uh, who I used to coach with. And, of course, Ryan played for me. We uh, That was a tough loss for him. But the, the game of the week was Fayetteville. Yeah. Uh, tripling up, doubling up uh, Bentonville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was uh, – and then uh, uh, Crossit, Crossit beating McGee. So McGee's really down, and that was a big mm-hmm. win for Crossit this week. Can Cersei go to Benton and slow that down? Come on to fighting Zach Clark. I'm pulling for you, but uh, Benton looks to be a machine right now. Uh, I'll be at the uh, Jacksonville at Little Rock Catholic game. Uh, it's it's uh, Catholic's homecoming. My son, Zachary, and his family are, are coming in. Really? So we're going to oh, fir- first high school game he's been able to make. Of course, college, his NFL experience and work, and then finally uh, it'll be great to uh, get him back in town. I know he's looking forward to seeing him. Old friends, uh, but also kind of a big game here locally in my mind. Wes and I don't know who y'all's game of the week. It's Mills at Joe T mm-hmm. this week. That's a big game for both mm-hmm. seeding in the playoffs. Unfortunately, Mills is going to be without. I think it's uh, twelve players that were suspended for their brawl against. They're Pine still Bluff. suspended. Well, they didn't play last week. Ah, yeah. so this is the game they'll have to sit out. Uh, still, that that has a lot of playoff uh, posturing. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, but good games throughout the state. But I was really surprised with Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the quarterback up there play in person? Or? No, he's committed to what? Illinois? Minnesota. Minnesota. I knew it was somewhere where the lens where it snows. Somewhere There's we don't a lot watch. of people kind of upset that the uh, Razorbacks didn't go after him. 
I have not seen him, uh, but uh, obviously Lindsey is mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah, yeah, he's he's a Lindsey. Yeah, he's a Lindsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, he is a Lindsey. Yes, ah, I see. He's gonna be fine. I'm not worried about him. Yeah, well, he'll go row the boat up there in Minnesota. But uh, obviously, he's a very good player. Obviously, they have a very good football team. Uh, which Allen is the coach there? Uh, quarterback from at Fayetteville. Casey Dick. Casey, Casey Dick. Dick, Dick and Allen, one yeah. of them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah Casey Dick. And uh, Casey's got a good program, obviously, to beat Bentonville the way they did. Uh, our high school game of the week, thanks to Birch Tree Communities, is Mayflower Boxite this week. Hey, shout out to Buck James, 200th consecutive in-state win. Did I hear that right? I think it was his 200th win. 200th, 200th in-state win. I don't know. It's pretty remarkable, whichever one it is. Somebody yeah. will call in a and correct. Of a lot of victories, in-state victories. Either 200 or 200 in a row. I'm not sure. Let me get Woody in here. Oh, Woody gave up. Okay. We're going to hit a break, Coach. Thank you. Hey, thanks, you bet. Thanks to Farm Brothers Flying Service. Appreciate uh, Lance. It won't be, I mean, shoot, we're less than two months away. Hey, and he's got yeah. some new horses. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think he went up to uh, Churchill a couple of weeks ago, was encouraged by one of his two-year-olds. So okay. I think his plan and I need to get him in here to talk about this, is to have all of his horses racing here at Oaklawn uh, at some point this uh, this uh, meet. I was once encouraged by my two-year-old, but then he turned 17, just never really never really worked out. Instead of asking for a pacifier, now they ask for 20 30 40 $100 bills. You know, know. So, <laughs> Mostly <laughs> gas money, which is a lot more than that these days. Yeah. Coach, thank you. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Quite Chevrolet right now is encouraging you to make a deal. They got to get rid of some 2024s. They got a bunch of. Well, they're trying to get rid of the 2023s. They got a bunch of 2024s coming in. They got great deals, great incentives. Like, you got an old phone around? You can come trade it in for a down payment assistance 500, 600, 750. You got a bag phone? Trade that old thing in and get a down payment assistance at Guatney Chevrolet. 0% financing on the Silverados. How about 1.9% financing on some of the vehicles out there? they got great deals. Go to the website, GuatneyChevrolet.com. Take a look at all the deals. And remember, no payments for the rest of the year. It's all happening at Guatney Chevrolet. Go to the website and then head to the Gregor Street exit in Jacksonville. It's Guatney Chevrolet. The best way to show up for tailgate season is with Mark McClarty Ford. Come see one of the largest selections of the best tailgating vehicles stadium parking lots have ever seen. And right now, take a whopping $12,000 off brand new Ford F-150s. That's $12,000 off. All with a five-star legendary car buying experience. Come visit Mark McClarty Ford today. Off Highway 67 and at markmclartyford.com. Better prices, even better customer service. Hey, Razorback fans, it's Quinn Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell & Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O and Peter Millar. A store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Demon shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor-owned staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new location, Bell & Sword, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, or on Facebook and Instagram. If you are looking for a safe and loving home for you or your loved one, visit Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center. Just 15 minutes from Little Rock and Benton, our skilled nursing staff is dedicated to providing quality long-term care and short-term therapy. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. You can call Heartland home. Make plans now to be at the Pine Bluff Regional Park Saturday, October 28th for one of the world's largest barbecue championships. It's the annual Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship presented by Saracen Casino. Food trucks, sampling, craft vendors, games for the kids, and it's all free for the entire family. And this year's event is headlined by Bluffett, featuring the Son of a Sailor Band's tribute to the one and only Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band. For more information, visit SmokeOnTheWaterBBQ.com. This ad paid for with accommodations to take funds in Arkansas's land of Legends Tourism Association funds. The end of the year is near, and Guatney is pulling out all the stops to remain Pulaski County's number one Buick GMC dealer. Big pre-owned inventory, and even bigger discounts on new Buicks and GMCs. Even with manufacturer price increases. Guatney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is selling new 2024 models at 2023 prices. You've seen the news. The time to trade is now. Before the current auto industry climate skyrockets used prices, and all new inventories depleted. Don't 
way. Call Guadney, 501-945-4444. It's the end of the year blowout. Only at Guadney, Buick, GMC, and North Little Rock. Interest rates as low as 0.9%. And get new and pre-owned vehicles with no payments for the rest of the year. Stop by Guadney, Buick, GMC, and register to win a new Hummer. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501-945-4444. Guadney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. It's Kayak Chaos at Arts Marine. Pick your perfect kayak from their large inventory and start exploring the natural state. Right now, get 20% off feel-free kayaks. We also slash prices on Mokin 10 and Lure 10 kayaks. Your granddaddy trusted Arts Marine, so should you. You're in the zone with Justin Ankry and Wes Moore. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. If you want to be a part of the show, hit the guys on Twitter at Justin Acre 7 at Wes underscore Moore, or at CWeaver1037. Call 661-1037 or email thezone at 1037thebuzz.com. If you are making lunch plans, Cash in Little Rock would love to help you out. They've got a wide variety menu, so if you're looking for something kind of light or maybe something a little more substantial, they got you covered on both ends of the spectrum. And great romantic dinner spot as well, or a good place to go with a bunch of friends. It is Cash. Of course, they got a great outdoor seating area upstairs and downstairs. And so if you're looking to enjoy this weather, it's a great spot to do it right in the River Market, and they've got free valet parking as part of their offerings. If you're looking to book a party there, the holiday season is upon us. 501-850-0265. 501-850-0265 is the phone number to call or go to cash, C-A-C-H-E, littlerock.com, the website, to book your party for the holiday season. They've got a room that holds about 30 people in a fun contemporary setting. And upstairs, up to 150. So if you've got a larger party for the holidays or maybe a wedding party, something of that nature, any old reason to gather, they have got you covered. And again, that upstairs area, indoor, outdoor, really cool. And all comes with free valet parking. Locally owned and a great menu. It is Cash Little Rock, 1056 in the zone. Uh, Pat Bradley's going to be up next hour. We've also got um, Zach Williams, defensive lineman for Arkansas, and uh, the Red White Report. So we'll get to all that. We'll get some more sound from the Hill Get an update on what's going on with Rocket Sanders. This comes in from Kyle on our Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. The offense better than Chad Morris era based on what? Morris's offense, or are you saying Chad Morris's offense was better? Uh, Chad Morris's offense would drive down the field and throw an interception. Right now we drive down and kick a field goal, which keeps us competitive. Ron says, JW's a fake caller, right? He's ridiculous. Oh, no, he's all too real. Over on the uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line, this one from the 501 says, Chad Morris got beat by Colorado State, North Texas, and Western Kentucky. No damn comparison. True. Concur. Okay, next week. It's a good It's a good next week. How about next, next hour is a good one, too. Uh, again, Pat Bradley, Red White, and Zach Williams. Also, Eli Craner will join us, courtesy of Jackalope Cycling. We'll see how he feels about... Washington now. Hmm. See if he has anything to say to coach about that. Uh, we'll talk about more baseball and some college football, some NFL, whatever you want to get into. We're happy to have you. 501-661-1037. And the question of the day, we haven't talked about it, but well, how do you feel about the Super Bowl going to London? It's talked about. Could it happen? If it did happen, how would you feel about it? There's significant discussions apparently in the NFL office about it. Uh, overwhelmingly so far, people anti the concept. Oh. See what they think. Come on with it. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to mention.